0: Welcome to episode six of the Sten Morgan Podcast, where we help financial professionals like you recognize and reach your potential faster. Uh, In today's episode, we explore the last of the five stages of the Elite Advisor Path, the thriving stage. It's where you've created a business that runs smoothly, whether you're there or not. And you've gone from really seeking opportunities to trying to manage the many opportunities that come your way. Your focus shifts from adding to your business to having more of an impact on your community your legacy is what you're thinking about at this stage. Very few advisors actually reach this stage because frankly, the industry doesn't expect you to. And in this episode, we also address if you should even want to get to this stage. If you'd like to progress through these stages faster, the five stages we've outlined in our last five episodes, then I invite you to visit StenMorgan.com E-A-N, where you can learn more about being a part of our Elite Advisor Network. And if you want to avoid missing future episodes, you can go to stenmorgan.com slash podcast and we'll email you as soon as they are released. So here's today's conversation about the final stage of the Elite Advisor Path. Well, Sten, thank you for uh, returning and sharing uh, the last stage of uh, really advisor development, advisor life cycle. There's lots of different ways you could look at this. But I think one of the mysteries of this final stage is that a lot of people, um,
1: they don't they don't see themselves reaching it, which is kind of sad, right? Yeah. Well, most don't know it even exists. Yeah. I would say stage five is where the industry says, once you get there, you're good. Check out. And we sell to that to get people into the business. We don't tell them how hard the first three stages are going to be. Yeah. But for all the advisors that reach stage four yeah they they need to know there's a five yeah. and, and here's what it looks like it becomes more impact less income yeah and in all the stuff we're gonna talk about today well
0: yeah and I agree I agree with your statement that they sell stage four as that's the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow I mean that's what that's what you do it all for is to get the four right mm-hmm. and it's, and then again for those who maybe skip to this episode uh, you know that's that's the comfortable stage but we're, now we're in the thriving stage mm-hmm. that's what we're gonna talk about today um, and the, we've talked about goals in each one of these stages for this one, the goal is much more external mm-hmm. uh and we'll talk about sort of the 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 responsibility I always think about spider man with great power <laughs> uh but 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 the responsibility of success yeah and I would also say we're gonna get a little philosophical like the weight of success and what happens if you just try to hold on to all that success for yourself and what mm-hmm. happens to people. who do that it's not good by the way here's a preview it's not good so the goal of thriving is to give back to others to be a multiplier and to have more of an external focus Um, but i want us to start talking right from the very beginning about money and how what are you doing with your income and um, how are you viewing your own income at this point um, and, 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 I think that we had, had mention of it about, um, I didn't copy and paste it over, but you and I had had a conversation once about like, you can make one and a half million and have no margin in your life, <laughs> or you could go, I can make a million and I could like be intentional mm-hmm. and maybe you can make a one and a half or two, whatever it is. But yeah. like, there are people who make a blank ton of money,
1: mm-hmm. and, and but they do that by filling their entire life. Yeah. And they later regret it. I mean, we've there's study after study of people that get down the road and they're like, it wasn't about money. You should have spent more time with family. So I think that's a general truth. Whether people buy into it and make decisions based on it, I think is probably usually the case. But when the the numbers get so big, you start to think,
0: man, but why wouldn't I want another half a million bucks? Like, I know that. And, you know, it's something that, I don't know, your thoughts on this. As long as I've known you, you've gone home at a regular time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sometimes we're here late, but- not super so often. That's not like a point of pride for you. Like I work 97 hours a week, you know, I'm like <laughs> sure. congratulations, you should get more sleep. But that that you can do this and still have like still coach or mm-hmm. still see your kids mm-hmm. because I get really frustrated when people say like, "Oh, be super busy when your kids are little because they won't miss you." And I'm like I you know, no. Like I don't want to cheat on my family so I mm-hmm. can be more in my business.
1: I think, yeah, you' and then can learning have to, to un, undo that habit later on. Rarely, it's not like, oh, here's my day. I'm cold turkey. Like, right. That's usually not how it plays out. Yeah.
0: Right. So one of the one of the again, we want to be honest about the risks. The risks of getting to the thriving stage are that you're so good at this now. Mm-hmm. And I was actually just texting with a friend of mine about what are some of the other dangers of, of of success. Is that other people at this stage know you're really successful and they're just going to be hounding you for yeah opportunities and let's get coffee and I want to pick your brain. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so it it starts to become a challenge of having to filter through opportunities. I, I like to say that early in your career, it's, I can't find opportunities. Yep. That's the challenge later in the career, especially in this phase, it's like, I can't manage the opportunities. There's so many of them, yeah. which is a burden. Oh, yeah. people are, oh, I love that burden. Well, it's still a burden. That's right. Right. So when it comes to uh, thriving, you can know you're in the stage when that you are fully invested in growing other people, that you are known and are practicing generosity at a pretty intentional level. Mm-hmm. Uh talk to me about this one. I think this is an interesting one that you have enough space in a in your in your brain, in your day, uh, and in your business to be innovative. I think that's a unique one to thriving, is yep. that you have enough space to you kind of go. I'm going to, I'm going to create new things and new opportunities either in my business or in, or in something else, yep. you know,
1: talk about that being yeah, innovative in, in this stage. And, and in the last episode, I kind of mentioned that I'm, I'm currently uncomfortable with a foot in maturing, still developing as a leader and uh, just within our business of legacy. But as I look to thriving, uh, creating enough space by delegating really well to good people that you've helped level up. Yeah gives you the ability to sit back, reflect on what you've done in this new way of thinking, say there's probably a better way. Yeah, And, you know, so this is the visionary role that if you can step into the visionary role within your business, Mm -hmm. you're not having to be there every day. You could be gone for three months and the business continues to grow and thrive. I mean, that that is the thing that you're like, most advisors in the previous stages couldn't even imagine ever getting to that, is that you shake stuff up. You're Mm -hmm. confident enough and hopefully in a humble way that when you say things, people are like, oh my gosh, that's different than it's than I've ever heard. And part of the content we're creating together and why we, we're doing EAN is like, advisors need to know the stages exist. They need to know you can get through them faster without sacrificing everything. And, and that there's something else on the other end. And a lot of stuff we say, I mean, we've had people love what we say and we've had people, you know, curse us out saying, Hey, that's ridiculous. You know what you're talking about? Because we're calling it a question what they've known for so long. That was a so phone call. That that was. was actually
0: three advisors who were like, who like, i had set up a call with one advisor to tell them about our planning program, which you know, it it has it, it routinely helped advisors add six figures to their mm-hmm. company, like, in year one. Mm-hmm. And this these, these three guys hijacked me, I don't know, kidnapped me, and were, like, berating me about how, like, this is impossible. And That's I'm right. like, okay. <laughs> All right, you guys have a good day, right? But, right. It, but when you get to this innovative stage, it starts to really challenge mm-hmm. people's perceptions of themselves or what they're doing. Um, and it can be kind of a lonely place. Like yeah. they, like they call you crazy and then they call you genius. I think yeah. that's the Steve jobs quote or whatever, right, you know, yeah. uh, you know, and some people just keep calling you crazy, you know sure. what I mean? But, but thinking of yourself as I'm going to have the space to be innovative, mm-hmm. whether it's in the industry, uh, or within your own company mm-hmm. or being able to look at other business opportunities, it's, yep. it's
1: a pretty exciting space. Yeah. And I think I'll, I'll throw a caveat in that you were not required to go to stage five. You yeah. can get oh, yeah. to stage four, comfortable, be aware of when you might be yeah. slipping back to maturing and and bless a bunch of people. I think I think to to step into the 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 thriving and to and again innovate to whatever degree you're innovating in whatever part of your life. Um you need to know it's there and what it looks like to step yeah. into that, even if you do for a period and then fall back to comfortable. This yep. stuff is fluid. Um but again, it is it is different. And when you meet somebody that's in that stage, it feels different.
0: I, you know, I think that's healthy to give people permission. That's like, you don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, you know, like I tell my kids, if you don't have to get your PhD, that's not like the finish line for our family. That's right. right. Other people, it is, is so okay. that's, that's who you're going to become. And that's, that's what we consider like the finish line. Um, you know, which, and when you get a PhD or whatever it is, like, yeah, that affords a lot of opportunities and you, know, you get three new letters, by your name and it's, you know, great stuff. But, but it's not, you don't have to do these things. That's right. But some people are wired and they're like, what's next? What's next? What's next? And we just want to help you identify
1: what is out there. And then also what does it look like yep. and how to reach it? And it needs to come in its own time as well. You know, yeah. no matter how much I wanted it, I I couldn't have been in thriving at 25 Yeah, I I was in other stages. I was learning and maturing and growing. Um, I may not reach thriving for a couple more years or longer. I don't know. But at least I know what it looks like and what the boxes are. And there's probably some of the stuff in thriving still that I think I understand that I really don't. And that's like when I sit down with a great business owner that's later on in their career and they say stuff and it's just like, I know it's true. Mm -hmm. I'm confident when I get there, I'll also believe it. But right now it's just not landing. (laughs) absolutely and that's frustrating yeah yeah. just like and i'm gonna get there and be like oh stan you should have known yeah but
0: um, yeah there are some things that people tell us i think about this like people with relational advice and they tell you and you're like that's not true (laughs) and then it happens and you're like they were right," (laughs) right. because your mind literally can't comprehend that that is out there you know Uh, and so some of this might sound a little kind of far out because it is far out yeah you know but it doesn't mean it's not true that's right right so um the idea that again you're you're really about growing others you you're very intentional about your generosity that one of your respo- greatest responsibilities is now managing opportunities it's mm-hmm. not finding them it's managing them because sure. there's a lot of them and that is that is a responsibility yeah. you know there are people there are some people that they, their their burden is they can't have children and some other people their burden is they have so many kids they you know, I have to take care of them and it's, mm-hmm. it's a challenge, but those are both real burdens. Right. And, and if you're listening to this and you're like, oh man, I'd love to have all those responsibilities. <laughs> it's still a responsibility. That's right. Right. Um, and, and it, and I think that it's okay and it's healthy for people at this stage to say, yeah, I have burdens and mm-hmm. they're real. Uh, it can be blessings at the same time, but, but it's something that needs, needs to be managed because for, for whatever reasons y- you have these opportunities.
1: And then here's a quick, uh, consistent story I hear from advisors that I know that reach comfortable is that you start getting discretionary income yeah, and and they start throwing their money at stuff. And you'll see clients that do this when they have like a liquidity event, sell a company, they have all this money all of a sudden, and it's kind of burned a hole in their pocket. Essentialism is a great book and it talks about, you know, good versus great yeah. opportunities. When you get to this stage, even great investors, Warren Buffett doesn't put his money in a million things, even though right. he could, he's right. like, what's, what's great? And I'm going to pursue that. And I'm yeah. also going to double down on it. Yeah is that you learn at this stage, and I'm anticipating this, I'm trying to get better at this now, is that I, I, I'm patient for something great. Yeah. I'm patient for a great hire. Yeah. I'm patient for a great idea, a great investment, and that's different. And, and, and as you get income, you'll start realizing, and you're probably going to make a mistake a few times first until you realize, sure. like, oh, I remember when I was listening to that podcast with Stan and Andy, they said this, like, oh, that is true. Look for great things. And, and in thriving, you, you've, you've developed the ability to almost naturally differentiate the two. You said this to me this morning. You said, uh,
0: I'm learning to trust my gut more. You
1: yeah. Know. I look back now and I'm like, man, I was right there. Or I was like, what, what kind of pushed me down that road when I paused for a second? Yeah. Um, again, input with from people around you is important. You know, when you see a pastor yeah. in a church all of a sudden go rogue and just say, I need a bunch of people telling me everything I do is great. That's a problem. Um, but there is something that comes with that experience. And again, your desire to learn, which has helped you go through these stages faster, that you you have learned something that you've probably internalized that you can trust. Yeah. I think,
0: yeah, at this stage, you definitely are trusting your gut more and more. Mm-hmm. And you might look at all the math as someone proposed something to you and you go, listen, I mean, I think about Shark Tank a lot of these guys just go, <laughs> you know, men and women. But they, they'll go, you know what? I'm just not interested in that. Like all the math is great. You know, there's a billion people in China and they all want to buy your product. Cool. But I, you know, I don't like hair and makeup, so I'm out. Yeah, you know, go, go with Lori. You know, whatever. Sure. And there's there's a confidence that you're very confident about what you say yes to, and you're very confident about what you say no to. Mm-hmm. Right? You're very, you're very good at saying this is not. I'm not interested in that. That's right. Um, but opportunities. I mean, I and I, again, I was just texting with a friend recently about this, and I just said, sort of, what is the burden at your stage of life? And he's like, it's just managing opportunities. It's just everybody wants something from me. I, I think that maybe we we haven't written this on our notes here, but I also think that there is another layer that probably changes, that does change with each one of these things, which is relationally. When you're a rookie, the tension relationally is that everybody's your potential client, yeah, right. And it's like, hey, there's Mike, wanting to sell me another policy, and <laughs> you know, I bought one last week. That's you really know what I mean? You know, and it can strain relationships if you're continuing to level up in your business and other people aren't that they might go, hey, can you help my business? Or it just makes, it can make things like, are you, do you want to be friends with me because I have money? That's right. I mean, these are, these are nuanced things that you don't think about. Yeah. You're like, why would, why would people want to be friends? Like, no, there are people that will pursue you mm-hmm. um because they eventually want something from you. Yeah. And it's not just a friendship, like they want you to invest in their company, yeah. right? Cause they heard from somebody that somebody's, you know, said that you're loaded, right? That's right. Um, I want to talk about this risk Um, that again, this is a warning of like, I think about this a lot with uh, unfortunately like, professional athletes who just come into just a ton of money. Mm-hmm. I think it's sort of changing cause you can start, you can, you know, the rules are changing. You can make money in college and stuff now, but they go from like eating in the cafeteria to like, Having ten million dollars mm-hmm. right that that there's this risk of success, mm-hmm. and so let me let me share a little bit about this and then ask for you what 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 words of wisdom you have for people as they start to get more success and they're not they're not used to it they don't know what to do with it because yep. they're just like getting so much of it so here are a few thoughts is that that when we get too much success. I call it sort of becoming intoxicated with success. And when you become intoxicated or or sort of out of your mind because of some altered state, you do things you would never do. Mm. And I think there's some people that get to a level of success and they think, I can talk to people however I wanna talk to people, Mm. right? My behavior, I can do whatever I kind of really wanna do because I'll either buy myself a good lawyer or they'll understand, or I just have this authority. I mean, anytime someone says, do you know who I am?
1: Mm Yeah, they're in this. No, that's, a yeah, that's a problem. Right. Okay. Um, well, you don't do that when you get pulled over or something <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have a
0: strategy when I get pulled over. I, I do. I do. Uh, but that is not. Does the it strategy. work? Uh, it's worked a few times. Okay. Nice. Uh, when it's a red light, uh, uh, this hasn't happened a long time. But my one, one, one strategy was um, he he walks up to the car, police officer, and I basically pulled up to a light and. And it turned right, but I didn't like pause. It was yellow and it, then it was red. And then I kept going and I, and he walks up, he says, how you doing, sir? And I go, I'm doing well, but I'm guessing what I thought was yellow was a lot more red. Like there was a, <laughs> it was a hue. It was a, like a hue. it was like pretty red. And I just sort of had like yellow locked in. He's like, yeah, I was like all red. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not colorblind. I can't, you know, so I just, yeah, sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just, let's just put it out there. Yeah, exactly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, or like, Hey, the, was I going slow enough to keep my license? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, just, you know what I mean? Uh, like, let's just not argue. You have a speed gun, you have a gun, you have a police car. Like, I'm going to lose this argument. So, but the strategies for dealing with, you know, when you're in situations that, you know, like you, you have to stay humble. And Mm -hmm. so one of the problems with being this successful is that everything is working out for you so much that it can actually become intoxicating, and again, the dangers of that are. And I see this, I see it with, um, you see it with people of wealth. You see it with people uh, in um, Hollywood. You see it uh, politicians. You see it a lot with pastors. Is that you start to think, um, I can do anything. Yeah, the rules no longer apply. There are no rules. Yeah, there are no rules, and it's literally it's like you'll you'll see these things that people do things on the news, and you're just like. What were they thinking? Yeah. Did you think that you weren't going to get caught? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that literally the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. They become, and again, we're just trying to warn you. We're not trying to yeah. be Debbie Downer here, but like the warning I would have for people at this stage is like, don't think you can't lose. Yeah. And don't think that there, there aren't consequences for your actions because I would say that success was not meant for one person to carry. Mm. Like it's weird, but I think about Justin Bieber sometimes mm. and the reason that he was like, went crazy for a few years. Yeah. Because it was too much for one person to carry. Yeah. How would you or I act when we were surrounded, surrounded by tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people who would never criticize us or tell us we're doing anything wrong? Yeah. We'd probably become idiots. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think the danger at this stage is that, like, you don't have people in your life who are just like, hey, man, that's a dumb move. Mm -hmm. Because those people love you. That's right. Right. Those are valuable people in your life. Right. And so, how can you keep grounded? How can you keep making good decisions when you have so many opportunities? Yeah. Did you ever hear
1: that story of the um, Roman generals? There's a name for this person they would have, and I read the story somewhere, but this person's job when they were up on stage or giving, uh, they would stand behind the general and they would whisper in their ear, uh, you are human, you are human. Essentially, wow. and we'll uh, we'll look that up later. But um, I I read this. If it's was, not true, it's still a great story. Oh yeah, the, the, the principle is still true. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was fascinating to me that it was like the foresight to say like you can lose yourself to this. Yeah, and and I would argue you don't get into thriving if you've lost yourself to it. What the ha- what happens in thriving is generosity and humility. Yeah. Uh, yeah, know. that's another
0: point. You you may it may actually you may actually not be able to get to thriving unless you, but I, I don't know. I of this
1: risk. I mean, you have to go in saying I'm human, you know, our sinful yeah. nature, whatever you want to call it is I'll, I'll lean towards selfishness. I'll tilt this way. Yeah. Do I have people around me or a system in place? Somebody that's behind me, whispering in my ear, you right. are human. You are yeah. human.
0: I, I love the wisdom of that. Then, Cause I think what, what, what we're saying is never believe. And I, I've, I've a Rick Warren who wrote uh, purpose driven life. Uh, you know, has been a pastor without controversy for a lot of years, which is pretty amazing. But you know, he he often will say, "I re- I tell myself that I am capable of horrible things, because mm. then I'm aware that it's a risk." That's right. When you think, "Oh, I would never do that," mm. that's when it's like, "Uh oh," yeah. <laughs> you know, like, no, you need to be like, I would never drive off the road. Like, no, you, you that's why you pay attention to where you're driving because you could drive off the road, mm. right? So you have to be aware of the dangers and the temptations and and, and what I'm saying is there are more of them mm-hmm. that they will become because when your influence can be greater, I think there's more temptations, yep. right, whether because you believe in a spiritual world where there's someone trying to take you down, or there's just more opportunities to screw up yeah you know what i mean uh you, you have to put boundaries in place, so I know people that that you know to go with the story of the generals that they travel with someone. They always travel with someone, and that traveling partner is literally someone of the same gender who will just say, "Yep, yeah, we're hanging out together." Like they're just always around, floating, and it's mm-hmm. like I'm just your wingman, you right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's because that person knows there's temptation, or because they go, "Hey, I need you to." And I've actually done this before with someone. I actually traveled with someone, and it was like, "Hey, I just need you to come along and just like just help me out when you're well, cool, right?" And what was they're like? You know, I need you to pull me out of conversations you see that I'm not comfortable in, right? Because nice. people would come up and be like, rah, 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 and I'm like, hey, you know, Mike, we gotta go. Like, uh, oh, that's okay. Brilliant. And it wasn't like <laughs> I wasn't lying. Yeah. I was like, hey, Mike, we gotta go because like this conversation's garbage <laughs> and this person is not gonna be whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? Or I would step in and be like, hey, let me get your information and we'll follow up. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Avoid the one-hour conversation. Right.
0: The hope of the thriving stage. Is that you become, I mean, I think about the way that, 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 that great people have changed the world. Mm. Now I know there's people that have changed communities because they've reached a stage of thriving, Mm -hmm. that they're so influential that they, they make decisions that change generations. Yeah. That
1: is exciting. It is, yeah. That, and it's usually the person you go into a room and you leave the room. This is what I yeah. admire and some people I've met. And I was like, I would have never had an idea that they were the most successful, wealthy person in the room. Yeah. Because it, usually it's the quiet ones, you know, that have learned these things, you know, the comfortable, loud ones where they're like, I make good money. Look at this. Maybe, yeah. you know, we still have kind of the, the ego piece that we've dragged from the other stages Yeah. thriving, you know, and, and my hope is some is that that I can embody that and people would feel that around me is that it's it's this quiet confidence and humility, you know, that I'm here to help and uh, identify opportunities to help, but I don't have to assert myself all the time Yeah, because I think so highly of, of myself and what I can accomplish.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I love the way you said that. You don't, you don't have to assert yourself because you go, listen, I've, I've already had success. I don't need to prove anything to anyone else. That's right. Yep. Uh, I don't need to earn your respect or your approval. But what's interesting is those are great characteristics to always have. That's right. <laughs> right? Like, like let's not wait to the very end to, you know, like, let's not wait to appreciate life when you're 64. Yeah. You know, start, like, yeah
1: start working those messes early. Yeah. You
0: know. One of the things I do with my kids is, you know, I, um, I'll i tell them to take a snapshot. And it's like, we'll have this random moment. where, are like, I don't know. It's not like we're at Disney World. You know, I've never been. It's probably a lovely place. But but we'll have this random moment. where, like, we'll be at Sonic and I'm getting my lemonade with mango flavor. Do you know you get a free flavor? And a and slushy, no extra charge at Sonic. Just I'm just saying
1: they probably priced it into the drink. But yeah, it just keep it free. Don't it's ruin free. my joy. Don't <laughs> ruin my free flavor. Free but plan.
0: we'll have a Sonic run, right, with the kids, and I'll pay seven dollars to get you know bad corn dogs and and lots of sugar in my kids, and we'll have this moment where I'll go, hey guys, snapshot, and they'll try to go like I'm going to try to remember this for the rest of my life. Hmm. Like just like there. Are some people call them perfect moments. You know what I mean. But the point is to be awake and aware enough to go. This is an awesome moment in my That's life. Cool. Yep. And I don't want to start thinking like that when I'm 75. I want to start mm-hmm. thinking that like, you know, I started doing that my in my you know, late 20s when I started having kids. And I think that one of the greatest things one of the ways you can go, man, guys, I really want to get to thriving. Start thinking and acting like thriving now. Yeah. Don't don't wait to start to think of yourself as a multiplier. Mm-hmm. You can be a multiplier now. Yeah. Right? Like be generous now and and and, and you know what do they say about is money doesn't make you someone? It amplifies who you already are. Mm-hmm. you right. And yeah. I think that that's the lesson for, for this stage is great people can get to this stage. Mm-hmm. You don't have to step on people, step over people. You can work with people. Mm-hmm. You can be generous because those are the kind of people that I find uh, are really successful. I, I want you to wrap up the five stages um, and just give us some thoughts about sort of big picture. I think some truths are that there, these stages are in an order. You can't really jump over them. You have to go through them. Yep. The industry also talks about the first four stages. I don't they talk about the fifth very much, mm-hmm. but they the industry will also tell you it's going to take a lot longer to get through them. Yep. The industry is not built most of the time for you to get to the fourth stage. Or most people, they mm-hmm. sort of will, are willing to burn through people. That's right. Right um and that uh it takes different actions to get to different stages that's right what else do you want people to know as we wrap up this sort of series within the the show
1: about about the stages it it doesn't get easier it's just challenging in a different way Mm -hmm. and i won't even say harder it's just challenging there's always going to be challenges for us and so as you step into each stage Maybe you get a little more time to rest. Uh, maybe you realize I'm not going to spend my time on a bunch of activities that aren't productive. I get better yeah. at focusing on what's the most, the best use of my time. But that you can get through these stage these stages much faster than you think yeah. if you know the stages exist and you recognize what you need to accomplish in each stage and what's potentially holding you back. But when we talk to advisors now, they're saying like, "Oh my gosh, this is a, blowing my mind that like." I have a path mm-hmm. like this. I'm not just getting into a business and working hard and someday. Yeah, Patrick, hopefully... Patrick from our community, you know, his wife works, like, oh, yeah. you, you
0: know, he emailed me the other day and he's like, man, this is where I'm at. Now I know where I want to be. And, and um I I want you to speak about this to, to end the show. I want you to speak about this, that, that you and I have talked about this extensively. We've spent hundreds of hours talking about this. And as we start to work with our advisors, that I think that one common thread that goes throughout this whole thing is that you cannot get through the stages if you're doing it by yourself. Yep. If you are not a part of a community of whatever it looks like, we've got the Elite Advisor Network. Yep. Go to eAdvisornetwork.com to learn more about that. Go to uh, you know that 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 that's a that's a place where we're helping people develop through the stages. Um but talk about the importance of developing with people versus trying to do it on your own. And that'll that'll be how we wrap up.
1: Yeah, every time in my career I've leveled up, it's because it was some external influence. It was a conference at the right time. It was being in a community. And so without hesitation, and we talked in the last episode, like invest in yourself, stop funding your retirement accounts as an advisor. If tomorrow you start investing in resources and community to wake you up to what's possible and to start challenging you to take those next steps, Get off the island. You know, don't go into a gym and wander around picking up weights randomly. Like, and, and look lost. Like, yeah, you showed up, but you really didn't accomplish anything. Recognize there's way more, and, and and own that you are. Your potential is much more than you think. And even though you can't see it yet, and you may not believe it, I'm telling you it's true. And so go find it. And the best way to do that is to get around people that are levels ahead of you, and say, "I see it now." And now I'm going to go there. Absolutely.
0: Finding people that are ahead of you. I would also add finding people that are going to go there with you to push you. You know, Mm -hmm. they're going to row with you at the same. It's not just the person at the front of the boat screaming directions. Yep. You need that person. Yep. You know, they know the direct. But you also need people that are going alongside of you and saying, you know, I want to walk with you. I understand. You know, I'm I'm there with you. Celebrating with you. Yep. Yep. And whether that's you know, Elite Advisor Network. Uh, you know, we've built a community that I think uh, that I know is helping advisors, you know, move through the stages. That's very intentional part of our company and and our process and um, and our community when we meet, you know, twice, twice a year here in Nashville, or we might, you know, meet uh, or when we meet online. But uh, yeah, I I appreciate you pointing out and wrapping us up with the idea that the, the worst thing you can try to do is do this by yourself. That's right. It, it. If I'm sure of one thing, it's that you cannot do this by yourself. You are not meant to do this alone. In this industry, I would submit most people, a vast majority of people, are trying to do it alone, and that's why a
1: vast majority of people are not reaching their true potential. Yep, and they're great people, great advisors, work ethic, pat. Like, and and I just had this conversation over and over again, and they just. They can't see where they're going, but the effort's there, the desire's there. And yeah. if we can channel that and actually point you in the right direction uh, and make you a little uncomfortable, sky's the limit. Thanks, Dan. Well, today's episode
0: concludes our series on the five stages of the Elite Advisor Path. And our hope is that it's given you a clear path to follow and that you'll consider working with us so that we can help you progress down the path faster. If this series has helped you, then we'd appreciate you taking just a few minutes to leave a review of our show on iTunes. And we think one of the best ways to speed up your progress is to be part of our community. So if you have any questions about it, simply reach out to us. You can visit stenmorgancom EAN to learn how to become part of the community. You can always just email me, andy at eadvisornetwork.com.
1: As always, thank you for listening. We appreciate you.